0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube, thank you very much for connecting. And boy, do I have a great show for you on this hour. Right. Okay. So with this next guest here, I'm really excited to have the first of her kind on the show. She's an author. She's a global speaker. She's a coach. And quite frankly, I'm running out of titles here for her. And she is going to be on the show. Her name is, let's see if we can pronounce this name right. She's looking at me as I'm saying this, Maria Vitoratos. Yes, we got it. Okay, she gave me the, the thumbs up, and you will be hearing from us straight after the break. This angle on a lot of things regarding uh, teenagers, kids who want to know what they're going to be doing in the future, parents as well, AUS students, everyone here is going to be welcome on this show, on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori. Oh on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he lifts the pilot! What the goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh! Better than nice! wonderful It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, I promised you, I was going to have a fantastic guest, and here she is. Maria, welcome to the show.
1: Hey. How you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you?
0: I'm very, very good. I'm I'm glad you're on the show.
1: I'm so stoked to be here.
0: You're you're like the first of your kind on this show.
1: And I apologize to you in (laughs) advance. (laughs) It's going to be a good show. I hope I won't be the last.
0: No, no. Are you going to set the trend now? Um, Maria, it's unfair to put a title on all the amazing things you do. Um, Can you tell us more about what you do? And I know it inspires a lot of youth. Tell us more about it.
1: What do I do? That's a question my children ask me almost every day. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to round it up and call myself an educator. Uh, I'm an educator at the heart, at the soul. Mm -hmm. My specialty is career development and careers education. Mm -hmm. My aim is to empower the youth with education, knowledge, awareness, and to really help them jump into the driver's seat, especially in a time when opinions from society, parents, teachers, friends, strangers seem to be directing them down career pathways. Mm-hmm. And because they feel very confused and very afraid of making those choices, they tend to listen to role models believing that they'll know best. So my role is to really help young people understand the pathway ahead, Mm -hmm. help them to create strategies to be able to make the choices that they feel right making, Mm -hmm. and also to help parents unlearn and relearn how the world is evolving and and how that will look different for their children Mm. so I would call myself a careers educator
0: Mm. many things you said that I liked Uh, the role of the parents is just as important as the role of the children it's also important for them to evolve social media has helped and not helped in the same way how has that kind of reshaped the way opportunities for careers are now going
1: I think that, well, first, that's an amazing question. And what it really does is unwrap the roots of careers education. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to bore your audience with with theory and development, but it's very important to remember that career development is not a nouveau trend. Mm -hmm. It goes all the way back to the early 1900s, the founder Parsons developed careers to help employees and employers match Mm -hmm. so that on both sides of the fence there would be uh, a connection that would help them either thrive in their careers and enjoy those careers and also for employers to have the right candidates working for them. Mm. Through time, career development theories arose, different theories took different twists and turns, but there was always a career development path. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere along the more nouveau times, I, I'll call it, is where suddenly the idea of career development became a university application process. Mm-hmm. And this is where my uh, my concern for parents is that because university is something that most schools are talking about, it doesn't mean that it's career development. It means that it's a pathway towards an aspired career. So there's a lot underneath that conversation. But what's really important for parents is to understand the development process underneath What we're really asking students to do, and Mm. that's in making those choices post-secondary. There's Mm. a lot more to that conversation.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Do parents have more pressure to be role models now that things have shifted over to social media for the youth to look at?
1: So again, it's also important to remember that along that career development, depending on the perspective of the individual. So Mm -hmm. I can only speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I wear the eyes of a social constructionist. And what that means is I believe that society and culture are part of that process in education and how career development evolves. So Mm -hmm. when we look through those glasses, then, of course, parents are part of that process. Parents do have an impact on what they allow their children to be surrounded by, Mm -hmm. but also parents are impacted by what they grew up understanding. So very often when you get educators around the table, you might hear, we teach how we were taught, Mm -hmm. or we learn how we were taught. Mm -hmm. So when we think about parents, we also have to remember that they were prepared and taught for a different world. And the children today are preparing themselves for a very, very different world. You just have to look at the the newest highlights in in the news right now with the metaverse probably attracting a new 40,000 jobs Mm -hmm. as what was posted on the Kalish Times, I believe, Mm -hmm. in the the past few days. So, you know, in order to prepare children for that type of a world, we have to unlearn what we learned and learn what needs to be learned to make sure that our children are prepared. Mm. And it's important that we look at career development as an education and it's not something that we should be having with young people five minutes before they exit at graduation it Mm. really needs to start from the moment they walk into an educational institute at the age of three or four Mm -hmm. and career development is the conversation and it should be embedded in curriculum but that's a whole different topic for Mm. probably a whole different day
0: Mm, really interesting Uh, you've been out uh to a lot of universities around the Emirates and you've been to AUS here in Sharjah, um how how does each let's say institute or let's say university differ from each other in terms of how they plan these things without waiting till the last minute, like you just said?
1: So we have to remember that when we're looking at institutions, mm-hmm. we have to look at them as any other enterprise and Mm -hmm. this is what's important for a parent to understand and also to give leeway to institutions Mm -hmm. so for young people in secondary education we have to look at that as an enterprise and what the leaders of those schools are doing there's the ethical side of what they're doing and Mm -hmm. then there's the the side of logistics of Mm -hmm. what they have to do They're not deciding the curriculums. They have to follow the curriculums. Now, if a curriculum is so tight that it doesn't fit in to have a conversation about career development, it's a real challenge for a school leader and heads of departments to understand how to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So back to the question about universities, their institutions and what they promise is that not only are you going to get a degree, but they're also promising that the degrees are preparing you for future careers. Mm. Now, whose job is it to be preparing a young person? It really depends on the hat you wear. So for a university, they're receiving students assuming that they would have already been have given that guidance in secondary education. And in a secondary institution, there's the assumption that they'll figure it out when they get to university. But somewhere in that messy jungle Mm -hmm. is a young person who's looking out for support and the assumption for them is that they have to figure it out. And then the disappointing part of it is that we let the ball drop Mm -hmm. and we're not helping them to figure it out. We're expecting them to have it figured out. So with a parent, they're looking at the institutions And many parents are paying a hefty price to send their children to institutions, not just on a monetary basis, but also time and emotional support is quite an investment when you're educating a young person. So for a parent's perspective, they're hoping that the institutions are supporting their children and then they're putting more pressure on their children because they can't understand why their teenagers have not yet figured it out. Mm. So there's a lot involved and and we can't put the blame on one institution over another. Mm. I think it really does come down to how are curriculums being created? How are we translating these curriculums yeah. and how our career conversations also being embedded in those conversations. Mm. But at the moment, it's very, very sad. And this is one of my missions with colleagues from around the country, is trying to raise the profile for career conversations in educational institutions before they send them off because also there's the assumption that every young person will go to university and Mm. that is a false assumption Mm. especially in the world of work today Correct. so we need to remember that In order for things to be different we have to raise the profile and that means that we can no longer accept that career development and career conversations are not important conversations to be having ongoing Mm -hmm. in every subject with every teacher and every parent and that means that we need to be educating our parents as well.
0: Very interesting. God. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to ask you some more questions. I've got plenty more left for you. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to play you some tracks. Here's some more I carry fantasy. We'll be right back after this. See you in a bit, folks. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh,
1: you ele-
0: this is the half-time show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice try. It sure is that time, it's the halftime show though Maldure. Thank you very much for connecting and shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live from Nora to Comfy to Abby to Basil to Fatima to Tintin to Lara to Masoud, to Florin, and the list goes on. If I haven't caught your name, give me a thumbs up, and I promise I'll mention that. On the show today, Maria Vitoratos. She's got me really worried about my pronunciation, so I'm, I'm having to say it like quite slowly, because she gives me that... In the beginning, you should have seen how she told me. <laughs> I, was, I was like, how'd you pronounce it? She went, V. <laughs> I'm like, we only got an hour here, Maria. <laughs> Anyway, um, the first segment was awesome, Maria. um, Really enjoyed what you were saying. A lot of cool things that you mentioned that actually I don't feel get spoken about enough. Um, And uh, one of the things which I think, I don't want to give away my age here, but I think the difference between the that time and this time now is when taking a gap year it was almost like frowned upon at the time now it's it's one of the coolest things because you can really rediscover yourself Um, what sort of challenges do university students face when taking a gap year
1: wow that's a really great one so the gap year again has a history behind it i Mm -hmm. like to call it the focused gap year because Mm -hmm. If we look at the term gap, it's it's like an empty space. There's something yeah. missing. And I think that connotation is important. So it's not about something missing. It's about how am I going to fill that time? Mm. So for a university student deciding after graduation to take a year and discover oneself, it's an incredible opportunity. And I think sometimes it gets dismissed as wasting time mm. so the focused gap year is where the individual will really reflect inwards digest all the learning they've taken in over the years and then start to discover either culture language some people might decide to travel some people might decide that they want to take on different job tasks so that they can narrow in on an industry of interest other people might just decide to take care of their well-being A gap year is an opportunity for a young person or a person taking a gap year in a career. Mm. So you don't, you know, the gap year doesn't discriminate against age. I think it seems to have the connection to being young and being able to take a gap year. And I'm sure there's lots of reasons behind the obligations on and so forth. But a gap year is an incredible opportunity for a young person who can really spend a specific number of time, whether it be a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a year, sometimes even up to two years is what I've seen. So with a gap year, when students come to talk to me about potentially taking a gap year, the conversation always starts with, my parents said no. Mm. You know, what do you think, Misty? And that's where that conversation really begins, is to understand, well, what will you gain from a gap year that you couldn't gain if you were doing something alongside Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you were thinking of doing? Did you take a gap year? Uh, You know, I didn't take a gap year because Uh I never even knew that existed. That was never a thing in my community. Right. Um, and, And also where I grew up, most young people had part-time jobs, so mm. there was a lot of self-discovery along the way. But if I had the opportunity to take a gap year and somebody invested in my gap year, mm. hey, why not?
0: That's cool. Tintin uh, on the Instagram is saying, In my opinion, people that just graduated from high school need two years to really know what they want to be or s- study. That's really
1: interesting. And I love that. I love mm. that because... I, I wouldn't put it down to a specific number, uh, amount of time. Curation, I, think, yeah. mm-hmm. I think when we start structuring it in that way, it becomes, well, how am I going to fill that time? But I do agree, a young person graduating from secondary education has not had any time to really take a pause and reflect now the issue with that and the assumption was that is that they'll know how to use that time and we have to remember that a young person going through secondary education has really never been given any space in their schedule Mm. to learn how to deal with time when somebody isn't telling you what to do yeah so the gap year for a parent can be very a very frightening experience because in their mind what is a gap year? If a parent comes from an era where, you know, like me, for example, I didn't know what a gap year was. I never even knew it existed. Mm. My child to tell me, hey, mom, I want to take a gap year. I would probably be like, yeah, wouldn't we all like to take a gap year? Mm. What's that about? So for a young person taking a gap year after secondary education, it's important that somebody sit down with them and help them To plan out and to map out those opportunities not so that it becomes an extension of secondary education but that it becomes a focused gap year so that at the end of that time when they look back at their experiences not only was it a transformational experience but there were opportunities that they were able to learn more about their values their beliefs the problems that exist in the world that they want to use their knowledge to find solutions for, the individuals that they met along the way, the different worldviews, the different perspectives that they gained. Yeah, That's what a focus gap year is all about.
0: Mm, and is massive on education, and I know you've been out to the university in Sharjah as well. When you've been talking to students, what stood out to you with the current crop of students when they are making these decisions?
1: I think what stands out for me the most is they're very vulnerable, mm. and yet at the same time, they're very knowledgeable. Our young people today are are learning skills in school that, as an adult, I would need to keep up with to gain. Okay. But at the same time, they're being given less independence, and they're also being given less guidance to make the choices that we're expecting them to make. So... For me, what stands out the most when I meet a young person, either on their way to uni or at uni, or even graduating from university, Mm -hmm. it's they're feeling very raw and very vulnerable. Suddenly, they're supposed to know what they're supposed to be doing, and they don't know, but at the same time, they're too afraid to ask for help. Mm. So very often they'll come to me right at the at the end right when they're either brought in because a parent is so concerned about their mental health yeah. or they come to me because a friend had referred them but they're not coming looking for proactive ways to help them they're coming based on a reaction to the pain that they're feeling because they're so afraid of making the wrong choice
0: mm. you said something really interesting as well. you said them being vulnerable But are they also at a time where they can be vulnerable?
1: That depends on who's helping them on that journey. So if they Mm. were to come into my office, I would be so on board them feeling vulnerable. That's okay because when we're vulnerable, it means that we're ready to look at things through different Perspectives, yeah. But if I was a parent expecting my child to get to a certain point because that's where everybody's supposed to be, mm-hmm. then are they allowed to be vulnerable really becomes the question. And it would depend on who they're having that conversation with. Mm. So I think we have to remember that there's not one size fits all. There are young people, I've met young people who are so incredibly focused on what they want to be doing and they are so ready to take on the world. And then we have young people that are the total total polar opposite to that. So we have to remember that when we're helping young people, we can't only live on two sides of the spectrum. We really have to find that middle ground and and help across the spectrum. And that means that it's not a one size fits all.
0: Mm, I like that. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a quick break and play some gets UK vibe uh, next and then we'll be right back and I've I'm just gonna leave this with you. Plan your work and work your plan. See you right after this. This is the, this is the halftime show with, with Omar and Oh, he left the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri as I'm adjusting my seat. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM. Pulse95radio.com our app Shadja Broadcasting Authority or if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube thank you very much for spending your time with us here and you do know all of our episodes are on podcast Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or if you prefer a visual want to see our fantastic guests head over to the YouTube channel check out Pulse95radio and we cover some fantastic topics like mental health gut health and how important the brain is on performance and recovery Maria or Miss V
1: you got it. <laughs> so if you say, she
0: was smiling when I said that. Miss <laughs> uh, V, before we um, we took a break, and this was inspired by a lot of things you were saying in the first two segments, uh, I left something out there for the listeners and the followers, and I said, plan your work and work your plan. How important is it to plan?
1: Gosh, how much time do I have?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just before the prayer, actually. <laughs>
1: I think planning is an amazing way to feel like you have a sense of control over what is ahead. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what you want to remember is that the plan can sometimes not go as planned. And what's important is for you to be able to land on your feet. And adjust and adapt mm-hmm. so when I'm working with a young person and helping them create those plans the aim is not to be stuck and rigid to a plan the aim is to understand if the ground starts to shake if life throws you a curveball don't change the goal just adapt your plan mm-hmm. and by learning how to do that we're able to adjust through those changes so mm-hmm. plan Planning is very important. It's more mind over matter. But at the same time, I believe that young people need a plan. It helps them to feel some sort of control over a very unprecedented future that yeah. they are trying to find their way towards.
0: Mm, and it's only right I ask you, that, seeing that I've asked you how important it is to plan. How important is it to work your plan?
1: So I can't see one without the other. Mm. I think... In my mind, when I'm planning, I'm working as I'm planning. Mm. So there's a constant movement. It's a dynamic process. So I'm planning to go from point A to point B. But as I'm moving my way to point B, I'm working and I'm realizing something needs to be tweaked and changed. So I'm doing them simultaneously, really.
0: Mm. One thing that we don't often talk about as much as we should is the power of listening how important is it to listen?
1: I think we have to remember that listening is very complex. Mm. So on a conversational level, we listen to speak. That's Mm -hmm. the reality of what I was trained when I was learning how to listen. Mm. And then we have different levels of listening. So when I'm working with a young person, I'm working at a very high level of listening. I'm reading what's what's being said, but I'm also reading in between the words, I'm listening, I'm reading body language, I'm reading the energy in the room, there's a lot going on, so I'm listening at an extremely high level. But when I'm in conversation with someone, I'm listening for the cues for me to interject and for me to have a conversation with you. Mm. So I think it's it's an interesting conversation to have. But we also have to remember that listening is not a simple task. It's mm. very complex.
0: Well, listening to you saying that, I have to say, what's the energy like in this room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to.
0: I mean, I had to. You know, that's when you know I'm listening to you.
1: I have to say, it's really vibing in here. I'm enjoying the energy.
0: Yeah, you like it's it? a lot of fun. Okay, cool. I'm happy you said that. Um, Matt, who's a regular listener. Hello, Shaymat. She's asking you a question, which a lot of these um, loyal, loyal listeners on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah ask. She's asking you, uh, Maria, how do you reset?
1: How do I reset? Yeah. Well, we talked about this on the break, didn't we? (laughs) I think uh, my way of resetting is to binge on Netflix. (laughs) I enjoy doing that. However, I am trying to live a much healthier lifestyle right now. So I'm into day two of my healthy lifestyle of working out, eating healthy and drinking as much water as I can.
0: Nice. So you, you started working out? Two days ago Okay <laughs> This is fresh I like it We're going to we're gonna keep you up to You're going to keep us up to date I will Okay I like it I like it And also um, You mentioned in the first couple of segments uh, And you dropped it in there for me And I really wanted to jump on that topic You said mental health It is something that requires a lot of planning Practice Working Listening How important is it to Gain control of our mental health?
1: again another very complex conversation Mm. i'm not a specialist in mental health Mm -hmm. so what i'm what i'm telling you is what i've learned from my experiences of life yeah and i think for me mental health is about feeling that i can make it through another day Mm. and feeling like i'm thriving through that day there's bumps and bruises along the way but if i could kind of encapsulate it in one little package i would call it resilience and i think resilience for me is what helps me with my mental health mm,
0: i like that Masood tuned in from india also dropped a question for you he's saying how important is it to be a good observer especially on yourself i mean self-observer
1: so important and and i think being able to look inwards and reflect on What we're what we see in the world. So Mm. my perspective is different to your perspective. We all Mm. have different worldviews and that's very complex as well. But then we take a pause and we look inward and and I do this very often and we call it reflexive, critical reflexive thinking, Mm. looking inward and saying, you know, what did I see today and how did I react to what I saw? What kind of an impact did I bring to that conversation? How could that have been different if I had done it different? That's a very high level of self-reflection. Yeah. But to answer the question, I do think it's very important. We have to be very conscious about doing it un- mm-hmm. unless we're doing it so regularly that we kind of do it at an unconscious level and Mm. I think on average most people have to think very carefully about it and that's why we see meditation journals or journals of journaling and and this is different forms of being able to look inwards. But mm. I think it's important at the end of every day. And this is something I do with students I work with all the time. is yeah. What did I learn today? How did it change my worldview? And what can I do different tomorrow?
0: Mm, excellent. Uh, last question before we take a break. Another great question. According to you, how do you define a good character?
1: Well, oh, sorry, uh, a, good,
0: a, a good character and a good career as well.
1: Well, I think the career part Mm -hmm. is if it feels right to you and it's your career, then it's a good career. I I also look at it in terms of what does it bring to the world. So Mm -hmm. I always ask young people and myself as well is what am I going to do that's going to make a difference? What problems Mm -hmm. exist that I want to be part of solutions? And for me, a good character, I have to feel I have to feel good it has to feel right for me and, mm. and of course looking at morals and ethics and values all of those things want to align as well again very very complex mm. but um, that's how I would look at it
0: they're dropping those questions for you okay we're going to take a quick break we play some uh, you like Ricky Martin I like him <laughs> okay we're going to play some Ricky Martin and Maluma and we'll be right back with the final segment and full time on the Halftime Show enjoy the track this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, on Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the pirate. What's it called? This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Sure, is that time? And it's almost full time on the halftime show. And I'm kind of gutted about that, actually, because I was really enjoying the show uh, today. I think it could have even been a, a two-hour show with Miss V Maria Vitoratos. Is that right? Almost.
1: Almost.
0: Vitoratos.
1: Vitoratos.
0: She says it much better, so okay, <laughs> she wins. Uh, <laughs> Um we're talking all sorts of good things today. We're talking about career, we're talking about mental health, we're talking about gap years, we're talking about parents, we were talking about planning your work and working your plan. We're talking about the power of listening. So there's a lot of really cool sound bites across the hour. So when you if you miss the show And Masoud, it's okay Because you were praying It's fine, no problem If you missed the show You can always head over To our YouTube channel And check out all of our episodes On Pulse95 Radio Um, Really, really good episode With Miss V Um, Okay, couple of things uh, I wanted to kind of ask I know you've got You've got a lot of things Happening at the moment now You're doing a lot of things Anything to get the uh, listeners Excited about Because I know it definitely uh, Was very exciting When you mentioned it earlier
1: Wow, Um, I think for me Mm -hmm. the most exciting part of it all is creating more of an awareness for careers education across the United Arab Emirates. So, for listeners listening in, if you've never heard of careers education, and today was that very first conversation, I'm going home hurrahing mm-hmm. because that's, that's what's really exciting. But I'm developing courses for practitioners. I'm creating a gap year. I'll be taking a student through her gap year this year. Nice. I'm also going to be doing um, workshops with parents mm-hmm. and helping institutions build career services. Okay. So, lots to come this year.
0: Awesome. And uh, and where can our listeners follow you?
1: Well, there's several platforms for them to be following. Mm-hmm. I've also founded and I work with incredible practitioners with the UAE Careers community. So, they can head over to Instagram or to the website and look at all of the free resources we offer with the UAE Careers community. Or they can follow me on YouTube, they can catch up on some of my career podcasts and I also do hashtag strong podcasts mm. looking at well-being of individuals telling stories or sharing stories of people from around the world they can go over to my LinkedIn profile or follow me on Instagram and TikTok
0: I need to take notes here <laughs> <laughs> what was your ad on Instagram and TikTok
1: well, if they want to follow me directly, yep. it's Maria Viteratos. Mm-hmm. If they want to follow the community, it's the UAE Careers Community.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And unfortunately, it is full-time. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. I know that hour flew by really quick. So fast. And uh, and I'm glad you like the energy in the room. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Take pride in that. <laughs> so what she was saying, that she was, you know, observing all these things, I was thinking, I wonder what she thinks of the energy in this room. <laughs> Uh, Thank you so much for being an awesome guest. See, that's
1: how I know that you are listening at the conversational level. (laughs) (laughs) See,
0: I was being assessed that it's my show.
1: (laughs) I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: my pleasure. Thank you for being an awesome guest. And remember, you can catch the show every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. We take uh, full time on the halftime show. Thank you so much, Maria. Miss V, it's been a pleasure. Ciao
1: for now.